there's multiple shapes and sizes to decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's hitting an animal. Well, it's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. But it will determine the, the... Launch speed? Launch speed? Launch speed? <laughs> Stop, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to Launch Speed. We're back. Yeah. Back in the stewed. Yo. Oh, please never do that again. <laughs> yeah, finally. It's 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 been a while. It's been a while. What is it? We missed a week, didn't we? We missed a week. We yeah. said well, we said we'd never do a long break again. This yeah. one wasn't as bad. Yeah, I mean we were on vacation. Yeah. Well, and we'll we'll get into that. But uh we decided to change up our format a bit. Slightly. Just a little bit. Uh and we're just gonna go ahead and start with our bear bits. Let's which go. the the real interesting thing about this doesn't have to do with bears, but it includes bears. Okay. So there's this park called Polar Park. It's in Norway, and they pride themselves on like having a ton of animals. And one of the things you can do there is meet the wolves. That sounds terrifying. And so the <laughs> the reason I heard about this is because uh, I was listening to something about interesting facts, and the interesting fact regarding this place was you're not allowed to wear wool when you go and meet the wolves because they might think you're a sheep. Wait, that's like legit. Like it's legit. Like a, like a cotton. No, nope. Sorry. Cotton's not wool. No, uh, cotton comes from plants. Like a, like a sweater. Wool comes from sheep's. I, I yes, know. you can't wear a wool sweater. Can you wear a sweater that's like wool? If it's not wool, how do they know the difference? Wolves? Yeah. Well, you don't know what their sense of smell is like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been washed like thirty times. I bet mean, it just smells like glad. I nope. don't know. Wrong Reg- detergent, man. I regardless, am- that is what it says. Is not okay. the wearable sweater. Fair enough. And I mean, would you risk it? No, I wouldn't <laughs> risk meeting wolves to start with. True. True. Uh, you're also supposed to kneel down. Uh, so because if you sit down, then you can't run away. I bow to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I have no king. I thought that was interesting, but also the sometimes they reintroduce wolves into the wild, which is like good and everything. But you can't just let a, an adult wolf that's grown up in more or less captivity. I mean, they have uh, 1,100 decar, which is 1,000 square meters. So that's 1.1 million square meters, if I did that quick math right. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that down to ma- meters for us. <laughs> meters, yeah. Um, I have no idea how that translates <laughs> to acres or miles or anything <laughs> like that. But they reintroduce wolves into the wild, and you can't just like take an adult captive wolf and be like, "Be free," because it'll it'll probably die. Right. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're feeding these animals. Uh, so what they do is they track wolves in the wild, and keep track of when they're gonna have a litter. And when they have a litter, they take one of their pups, and they take it to the den. They sneak in while the female's away. They roll it around in the feces and urine of the other puppies, and then just leave it. <laughs> and she doesn't notice. She's like, "Oh, I, I didn't count. I guess I have another, another one." Does it work? It works. That's, That's how they do it. Guy, we're freaking wolf ninjas going on now. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, the wolf's not sneaking in and dropping off the cub. It's people that are going in and dropping off the cub. That makes a whole lot more sense to me now. 
It's not a. You said well, you brought up adult wolves Sorry. at first. I thought like yeah. they had trained the wolf no. to like take a pup. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah, it's, either way, it's it's interesting. But there there are bears in this park again, polar park, and the bears in the wild, according to this website, can live up to thirty years old, but they live up to fifty years old in this park. So they're doing a good job. That's significantly longer. Probably because of the medical care and you know all the other things, healthier foods. I wouldn't want to be a bear doctor. No, I mean, what if it wakes up? What if you trank it and it wakes up? You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Well, well, maybe not. They're probably pretty groggy for a bit. Would you be interested in visiting? Not seeing the wolves, just like going to this park in general. Yeah, it sounds pretty nifty. Uh, I mean, it's in it's in Norway, so it's pretty cold. Like most of the pictures on here are in snow, and in a lot of snow. Well, that kind of makes sense. R- sense. R- it's- the mm-hmm. polar park and not just the four seasons. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it'd be cold. It's pretty far away. Is that a yes or a no? Yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be cool. Took us forever to get there. <laughs> it'd be cool. There's, uh, yeah, no. They, they have six bears. Um, salt and Pepper, Balder and Brutus, and some other ones. Are Salt and Pepper the same bear? No. Or is that a couple? Those are two different bears. Cool. Wait. Maybe that's one bear. We have salt and pepper born in two thousand nine. Yeah, that's one bear. Okay. <laughs> you can't name you can't name a bear salt and pepper. They just did. I don't know why you're getting all caught up about it. Well, you don't name your child like uh yeah, that's I can't where even think wrong. of any names. <laughs> <laughs> John and Jack. Or Ladasha. L A Dash A. Yeah. Yo, speaking of weird spellings, we talked about this the other day. Why in the word Q are there any other letters? <laughs> it's got like four extra letters it doesn't need. Yeah, I wondered about that. And I actually looked it up. The reason is because some a-hole in England a hundred years ago thought it didn't sound fancy enough. So he added a bunch of extra letters to it. Wow. I feel like you made that up on the spot. Oh, I did. But it makes sense. It, it, there's There's no conceivable reason except for the... The only we have A and I as standalone letters, but that's about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess someone was like, "You can't have a consonant without a vowel," right? I guess, but 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 the point of vowels is that it uh, it makes it so that you can pronounce the words. Because if you just had a word that had forty T's in it, <laughs> you couldn't pronounce it. But with but Q, the way you say Q. It's not like you can't... Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. And then, like, when you're talking about a pool cue, it's spelled C-U-E. Yeah. Which is just obnoxious. Yeah. But moving on, did we have any excitements in the last two or two-ish weeks? Yeah, we went to the beach. Oh, yeah. That was pretty sweet. That was a freaking blast. Uh, disappointments along with that. What ha- what happened? What are your disappointments? We got ran out by a hurricane. Right, but we went back. We went back, so we were there for a total of seven days. Yeah, we so, left on a Tuesday. We came back on a Tuesday. Yeah, we were there for a total of seven days, but we basically missed a day and had to travel an extra twelve or thirteen hours total. That's yeah. not so not so bad, I guess. Yeah, but let's let's hype up the vacation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good let's, things, good things, good yeah. things. What was your favorite part? Driving about, on the beach. God, I knew that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> didn't have to get through the sentence. Driving on the beach, for sure, 
because uh you know we got this truck back in march toyota tacoma and i have wanted to take it out on the beach ever since and i went to the beach <laughs> and i was like i it's not allowed and i'm not willing to risk it i don't know it could be like a thousand dollar fine I'm like nope not about it not about it so finally i i was able to take it on the beach actually off-roading with the off-road package and it was nice it's nice it seemed to handle i never got to ride in it while you were off-road it was super smooth it was basically like driving on pavement that doesn't sound nearly as fun except for you can mess around like you can't that's stand. Tr- there that that's i bet that was fun because yeah but the jeep felt like i was off-road and it was hectic i mean i guess it, it depended sometimes when there were not a lot of tracks it was basically like driving on pavement but when there was deep ruts of course it was more like driving off road <laughs> and like the one time you're driving off the beach and i was following you and you were i don't know if it was intentionally or not swerving back and forth and i couldn't get out of your rut without going five or ten feet to either side <laughs> yeah i uh i saw that you were following my tracks and I like did like one to mess with mom and I looked back and I saw that you had to do the same thing. I was like, I don't think I can get out. And so I just started going back and forth and then you eventually passed me, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough to get out there because we had a, a lack of space on the beach. The yeah. water, the tide was coming in. I wish, I wish we had gone back out the last day. I wish we'd had time to go out one more time. Yeah. And just drive. Yeah. Because the last like 15, 20 minutes on the beach was like the most fun I had driving because I was just. You know, I was just maxing the Jeep out to its capabilities. Just messing around. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could get it stuck because I knew you could get me out, but there weren't anything like that. No. I'd have to drive it into the dune. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do some more off-roading with it, though. Yeah, I, I think it's time for us to go trail riding. Right, because you have a Jeep, and that's like the one thing a Jeep is good for. I'm not about to do any rock crawling. No, rock no. crawling just tears. That's how you tear it up. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Also... We got some good fishing in. We did. For we did. once in our lives, we went out with rods and we actually brought fish on or back. Home. Home. Or, yeah, we brought well, home. We'll call home, yeah. 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 For all like right. the, well, okay, all right. Uh, we also brought, we also bought fish as bait fish and we brought them home too. Yeah. But we're, we're just not going to count that. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, in the first, the first time we were there. Uh, we caught a couple of trout and a few pompanos. and a couple pompanos. Yeah, and then when we came back to the beach, we caught just what a ton of bluefish. We no, ca- a ton of puppy drums. Yes, none of them were big enough to keep, and then some bluefish and some more trout. And- I was so happy the bluefish didn't have a limit because they weren't terribly big, but God, they were good. They were delicious. I, I- mean, I've heard that. Once they get past a certain size, they just start getting like really, really fishy. I but I see. I feel like that's still good because I like the taste of fish. Like I don't mind a fishy fish. Like white meat's delicious because you can prepare it so many different ways. But like when it comes to actually having fish, like the flavor of fish, only certain things can go with it. Like Old Bay. It's just the. <laughs> it's just pungent. It's, that's all. Oh, that's true. It's just pungent, and I I don't know. I've never had. Or I don't think I've had a, an adult bluefish, but uh, I think I've only had bluefish a couple times, and and every time it's been really good. Yeah, and I did a half-ass job cooking them. Right, but I think it's just the meat is really yeah. good as long as it's done and not overdone and not underdone. It's yeah. good. That was that was a super enjoyable trip. It's one of the more fun ones I've had. It's because I was there. 
It probably was. <laughs> it's definitely nicer having uh, not my sister run us all around. We missed her. We did. We missed we her. We missed her. Or I did, at least. Well, I, I definitely said that it's a lot quieter without Lauren, because even though it seems like she doesn't talk, it seems like she just riles everybody up. <laughs> no. Maybe. But that was that was an exceptional week. I'm glad we got to go back. Yeah. And I'm kind of happy to be back home, but I'm just looking forward to sleeping in my own yeah, Bad. I understand. It was, it's it's just tiring, and I mean, we drove what like uh, we'll call it twenty four hours in eight days. No, I guess it's two weeks. Yeah, we it's dro- split up. We drove like eighteen hours in less than two weeks. Like in what, like ten days? I was just going off six hours of trip. Oh, well, gotcha. Just rounding, just rounding. Yo, and also you guys let me drive by myself down there and back, and that is the boringest way to drive I, in the world. I had no say in that because I was also driving. We probably could have shoved you in the back seat, but you—I know you wanted to take the. Yeah, jeep I didn't with you. buy the jeep not to take it down. To the right. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you guys are like, well, like, are you gonna buy another off-road vehicle pass? Like, well, yeah, I didn't bring it down here so I could leave it in the garage, right, or under the house, well, whatever you want to call it. I'm glad you got to use it enough yeah i'm glad i didn't have to try to pull anybody out that's that true too. i didn't get to talk about oh, yeah, that Yeah, that's right that is that was a huge dislike of the first time we went down there so brent and i are you know i we just brought the jeep down i'm parked off like on the side of the ramp kind of like the middle of the ramp but I'm, there's easy it's still easy enough to get around me and i'm airing down my tires because i've been on off-roading before and you air down your tires unless you want to dig in and this jeep what Cherokee? Yeah, this Jeep Cherokee just kind of blows by us, goes right out on the beach, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm I was kind of in the way. I kind of feel bad, kind of bad about that." I air down my tires. I go out, and they hadn't made it 200 yards. They had just buried all four tires into the sand, and they're like, "Can you help us out?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can pull you guys out." And the Jeep doesn't have much of a towing capability. It's uh, what a thousand pounds? Yeah. So, like, I can nudge you. I can, like, pull you a little bit and get you started, but, like, you have to drive with me. And this freaking a-hole, I swear to God, he either didn't take it out of park or he just left the parking brake on the whole time. He wasn't going anyway. He wasn't even budging. No. you doing everything that you could. I didn't see his tires move at all. Which, if you're stuck, they should be spinning. Correct. At least help me try to pull you out. So, I ended up burning up. I didn't burn out my clutch, but it, it I took some years off of it. You, quite a few miles yeah it's uh i'll have to replace it way sooner than i expect it now right but that it ah, just it's my own fault i should have been a better driver i should have bailed earlier when i realized that this wasn't going to happen instead i kept trying and i ended up you know causing minor damage to the vehicle that's what you get for trying to do something nice i mean that guy I was obviously po- an idiot i should have popped all his tires just been like you'll probably have a better chance now <laughs> <laughs> air down next time asshole yeah, I don't. I don't know what the guy was thinking. I, I don't think he had a permit either. I can almost guarantee it. I would be so excited if he had called National Park Services to get his truck t- or his uh, little SUV pulled out, and then they're like, "Yo, you don't have an off-road vehicle. Here's a thousand-dollar fine." Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think many people were going out on the beach that day since it was the day before we got evacuated due to yeah. the hurricane, and it was raining at that time too. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if National Park Service came by. And they came by 
where we were later in the day as well and checked out one of our vehicles said hey i noticed you don't have a, a pass in your window do you actually have a pass and we did everybody yeah. had a pass we're not we're not that ballsy no that that's i mean i i asked her how much a fine would be and she didn't give me a straight answer but i i would guess between 500 and a thousand dollars yeah it's i'm sure it's hefty because the reason that you really need the permit is because there's wildlife sections on the beach that they rope off and they want you to know and be aware. Don't drive in those sections. Yeah. And it's that's all the off-road vehicle pass tells you is don't drive in, you know, roped off areas or restricted access. And air down. And air down to 18 <laughs> or less. Right. And we aired down to 18 and uh, drove quite a few miles without airing back up again. Yeah, I but it worked out pretty good. Yeah, my uh, tires don't seem like eggs, so yeah, if they pop randomly, I guess I'll find out that that was not good for them. Well, it it, it probably wasn't too bad. It was it was really only twenty miles. Yeah, if that, I mean, it was only seven miles to the ramp and back. So yeah, fourteen miles then. Yeah, between and we didn't hardly go anywhere else. That was fun though. I I really enjoyed our time there. I, I wish we could be there all the time. I've got I've got one more dislike. So, I had to follow you the entire way down to the beach this time. And uh, this gentleman right here likes to play Where Are We Going? He gets <laughs> over in the far left-hand lane and then decides that his exit is right there. That's not my fault either. And he just he just puts on his left turn signal, starts to get over, and then he just veers hard right, two lanes over. And then, I, like, I've already gotten over the left-hand lane because what we were doing was... You would signal that you wanted to go left, and I would, you know, make sure no cars could come running up behind us. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I I felt like that made it so much easier. But then you bait me over to the left lane and then just take off down an exit, <laughs> and I'd have to cut off like three people to get over there. Blame the navigator. Blame your brother. He was navigating. I don't. Did he not just like give you like a mile heads up? No. Oh, he just was like turn right well especially when we we took a huge detour because there's a lot of traffic on the route down. Yeah, and so that was. That was most of the surprise exits. <laughs> that was. I did the one on purpose. Intentionally, <laughs> I got into the left-hand lane and just swerved over to the exit. But uh, besides that, no, it was it was, uh, it was the navigator. All him. Okay. He's, he's not going to listen to this. So, yeah, 100% his fault. Yeah. 100%. I'll blame him, too. Yeah. Fair enough. I had my own mistakes navigating on the way back, but they didn't really set us back at all. It was just, it was just a less nice drive for about 30 miles. Yeah. And the Jeep is not a good follow vehicle. No, especially when, I don't know, you said it was annoying, but I have adaptive cruise control, Mm -hmm. which is just so nice. It's just just so great for drives like that because I set a speed and it, it, if when I catch up or if I catch up to a car, it'll lock onto that car and then it'll set me a certain distance behind and maintain my speed or maintain their speed. Basically, if they speed up or slow down, it'll speed up or slow down super nice there's some quirks like if somebody cuts in front of me it'll break for me which is annoying even though there's like plenty of room it's less than the distance that i have set but it's super super nice it just makes it so easy to drive it's not easy to follow you though because i'm adaptive and you are not no i just (laughs) i i was just you know it was either i'd let space open up between us because you know i the odds of me getting my cruise control set to the exact mile per hour, like 0.1 or whatever, however exact they can be, I could never match it exactly. So I would either creep up slowly or I'd back off slowly. 
and then I'd have to speed up a little bit or I'd have to slow down a little bit because I didn't want to be tailgating you. And then like you'd get up behind cars and it seemed like you didn't want to pass them because you had already matched their speed. And I would just come racing up behind you at like 75. And I was like, geez, Brendan, what are you doing, man? Like use like a turn signal and get over. <laughs> what we need is walkie talkies. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent what we need. That drive would have been so much better with walkie talkies. Yeah. It would also help with the actual drive. I could be like, hey, Zach, I set my cruise control to 65. Yeah. And then you could get like 200 feet behind me and set it to 65 and maintain relative distance. Yeah. Uh, But the thing is, driving, uh, you've experienced this driving a manual, but you let a lot of space open up between you and the car you're following usually. Right. Because if they start to slow down, you don't have to downshift real hard. You don't have to mess around with your clutch. You can kind of just take it out of gear and coast. But for some reason, I have I, I, I meant to look. There must be like a sticker on front of my car that says, cut me the fuck off. It's because you leave so much space. Who cares? We're not going anywhere faster. Well, are, are you talking about a specific instance here? Yes, I'm talking <laughs> about a specific incident here. We were, we were at a dead stop. You know, because the the bridge had just opened to get us let let us go on the outer banks, and you were in front of me, and this truck was behind me, and I let about a quarter mile open up behind us because you were just like creeping and like driving an automatic. Like all you have to do is let your foot off the brake a little bit, and you kind of just coast forward. Right. Unlike me, I have to shift into first. I have to kind of like you know gas it a little bit here and there, and then take it back out of first and start to coast. So I, what I do is I just sit there. Until it's a huge space that I can just slowly accelerate for and, you know, not have to shift as much or have to dick around with my clutch as often. Oh, I understand. But completely. this guy behind me just he he starts like creeping up slower and slower and slower to me. Like, like I mean, like I can't even see his license plate or the fact he's driving a Chevy. Like he's it was just a Dodge. They, was it? It was a Ram. OK, I thought for sure. Whatever. He's an he asshole. He drove like a Chevy. That's true. Uh, came up super close to my tail end and i was just like dude what like where are we gonna go like yes there's a huge space in front of me but if i drive forward for two seconds we're gonna come to a stop again so let's just sit here for a bit so it's easier on me and he just slams on his horn and i i was like fine you know what i'll go i'll go a little bit and i gave him thumbs up like oh are you happy are you happy with this and i just took off because i had so much space between you and i and i was just like I hope to God they're moving fast enough for me to like not rear end somebody. And he just came flying up behind me. And I thought he was just going to run in the back of me because he made no moves to get over to my left. No, not early. So at the last second I got over at the same exact time he got over to the left. So it looked like I was just swerving to cut him off. I thought that's what you were doing. No, I, was I trying, still think that's what you were doing. I was trying to avoid him. Ah, He was, I mean, just absolutely booking it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he was hit going 100 because I was at 75. And he was just, I mean, he still caught me super fast. Wow. And then he caught up to you. I don't know if you brake checked him or not, but he slammed on his brakes super hard. And I just went right back around him in between you and dad. I sped up so that he couldn't pass me because I didn't want him to pass me. Okay. As well. Because that's just annoying. Yeah. Then so, I, I, I did the same thing that you were doing. Opening up. Not as bad. I was letting a lot of space open up and I could just see him back there like lifting his hands like in the (laughs) what the fuck motion, like looking around and like being all irritated. And I mean, screw that guy. Yeah. I also tried to, we went over the, the reason for the slowdown was really that there was a puddle 
and some people don't know how to drive through puddles. Uh, but we got to a point where there's sand on the road, and I just slammed on the gas and tried to spit sand on his car, but I'm pretty sure I just got it on the underside of mine. Well, you should have waited till there were rocks because your car is the perfect pitching machine for hey, small pebbles. Man, it's not my fault. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put mud flaps on your truck. That's true. I'm going to get those bright red mud flaps put on the truck. Okay. It'll look really good with the dark The gray. podcast will stop that day. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Enough about vacation. Let's let's actually get into the meat of things. That was probably the meat of things, but <laughs> moving on to dessert. So my, my favorite thing that I found this week, and if you can't tell, we're going for more free form. Yes. My favorite thing that I found this week is that they are making assistant things. What, what, what would you call it? What would you call it? Voice visual no visual assists for people that are visually impaired. Uh, I I would call it. I wouldn't say visual assists. I would say sensory assists for blind people. Uh, well, what are what are they calling it? Uh, all Lego sites come with visual instructions. Blah blah blah. They're releasing instructions in audio and braille for a num- small number of sets through a partnership with the Austrian Research Art Institute for Artificial Intelligence. So. There, it, this has to do with Lego. I don't think we've said that yet. No, no, we hadn't. We were trying to debate what we would call. Right. Because uh, it's not visual aid because they're you blind. can't see. <laughs> right. So aids for people with impaired vision to build Lego. I.e. blindness. Blindness. Well, or, or just near blindness. Okay. I'm not sure what that entails. Well, imagine you're blind, <laughs> and then and then you can see a little bit. <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to sound too callous here because, like, I get that like kids, you know, like playing with things, and I'm sure they enjoy, you know, completing a set. But like, they can't see their end product. Right, and they have also nothing to base it off of. Like, who cares if you've actually built a Millennium Falcon if you don't know what it looks like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that that's that's pretty callous. <laughs> but, bro, <laughs> that is just that's exactly what I was thinking, though. I I mean, good good for them. I'm just not sure. I really understand the point. I feel like Legos are not the the toy of choice for the visually impaired. Yeah, I I totally agree. Now, what with do you that. think would be though, for the visually impaired? Yeah, I bet connects would be a lot more fun than Legos. How? Because you can like, there's like balls and stuff, and you can make tracks and get the ball to go down the track. I feel like that would be more fun and more realistic. Just so you can hear the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a track and be like, you put it down on the top, catch it at the bottom, trip on something, fall over. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this is getting pretty bad. Uh, I. I I do want to know one thing, and I'm I'm sure somebody out there could give me an answer, and I'm sure it'll be some snarky answer. This is a legit question. What does do not touch feel like in Braille? <laughs> like, where do you put a do not touch sign for a blind person? Uh, That's a good question. Because usually they're on the machines that you don't touch. Right. Like, Maybe maybe you just got to put it near. I don't know. what What's a situation where you would have a do not touch sign? What are you thinking about? Like a museum? Maybe. Kind of like that. Because I feel like in a museum, you should know. Well, okay, if you're blind, 
<laughs> but but still, you're gonna know that you shouldn't touch things, right? Right. I don't think a blind person would enjoy a museum if you can't touch things. I mean, like, there's pieces of machinery that are like, do not touch, like electrical boxes, or do not touch. I mean, once again, what blind someone's got to touch them. Yeah, what blind person is gonna go through an electrical box? Yeah. I I think I think I'm gonna guess here. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna guess that you can't be a blind electrician. Yeah, I could go with that. Cause how are you gonna know which wire is hot? Well, I mean, we're letting them build with Legos now. What happened? We're gonna get blind engineers eventually. Well, you can be a blind engineer. Can you? Yeah, for sure. Not not a hands-on engineer. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're less intelligent. No, I they d- just no, have not- trouble. With seeing things, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I guess, I guess, I guess, some things would be hard. Like mechanical engineering seems untouchable to me. That I'm. And maybe aerospace, but I guess, like, if you know the object and you know physics really well, I'm sure you could be a fantastic engineer and blind still. Also, I, and I'm maybe I'm going out on a limb here. I want to say that something like seventy eight percent of civil engineers are in fact blind because <laughs> if you've ever been in a parking lot they're almost all designed horribly they're all, they're not blind they only have the right their right eye dominant and they only have a left eye remaining i man, some of the parking lots around here are just garbage they just put up these like little medians everywhere so you can't get from one space to the other space without driving like 400 feet yeah i like i get that which brings me up to my next point, which oh, yeah? I didn't get to bring up last time, uh, just a couple minutes ago. Is it? It's this is a total. Sorry, guys, we're we're done with the blind Lego people. Kudos to these these guys for doing this. I think it's I think it's brilliant. We're just it seemed rather ironic to us that uh, Legos, which is a visual um, building pieces, are for the blind now. They love the freedom the instructions give them to build like their sighted friends. Wrote Schilfrin in an email to Engadget. Did you actually? Oh my god! What? Nothing. It just that sounded super condescending. No, that's a that's a direct direct quote. Oh, this is this is the creator Sh- Schifrin. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the guy doing the doing the instruction for blind well, kudos. people. Kudos. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Kudos to that guy. Uh, let's let's move on. You brought up parking lots, which you know brings me to a certain point that I wanted to make. People who back into spots are utter and complete trash. I one hundred percent disagree. I know you do. I know you do because you're the one who does it. Your dad also does it. It doesn't matter. It's still a trash move. Explain yourself. Okay. All right. So everyone is rather impatient, right? Naturally, when we're driving around. When, dri- when driving, yeah. Yeah, we're naturally Actually, impatient. most of the time, people are impatient. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like today, specifically today and uh, other instances, uh, I really, really had to pee. And, like, the person, what happens is that that person who backs in their spot, they always find the first spot in front of me. And they, like, they put on their turn signal, and I'm like, cool pull into your spot and then they start to pull past it i'm like no no don't be that guy and then they 
take the whole damn section. They cut off both lanes because no matter if you're in a small little, you know, smart car, you still have to go all the way over to the other lane for some reason. You drive a truck. <laughs> you still, I mean, you have to cut off both lanes to do it. And then you guys back in slowly. I get it. You want to be careful. Cool. Kudos to you. You're an asshole because you kind of like pull in slowly and then you straighten out where all you would have to do is just go straight back. But no, you like do like little micro adjustments because you want to be perfectly straight because I'm such a good parker. I do do that. I do the micro adjustments. I know you do the micro adjustments and it just kills because it takes so long. Well, just you, park your freaking vehicle. Well, you know why people do it? It makes it easier to pull out. No, partially. Trucks have a long wheelbase. Yeah. And it, it is tough to, especially in a lot of parking lots that are designed by blind civil engineers, it's tough to pull into a spot if there's a car parked on either side of you. There's just not a lot of space, and trucks do not turn as well as Jeep does. That's true. So I'll, I'll give you for a, trucks. I could see the argument for, and I totally get it, but most of the time it happens to me. It's somebody who just like wants to park at the very end where I also like to park, but they have to back in to do it and they have to cut everyone off. So next argument for regular cars is would you rather be delayed when somebody's getting into their spot or when they're getting out of their spot? If I, if getting out of their spot, cause usually I can take it. What do you mean? Like if they're coming out of their spot, I can wait to you, get their Oh, you can take spot. their spot. Yeah. But when they're backing into it, I, obviously I can't take that spot. I have to go find another one. But I have to wait ten minutes now because you got to be prissy pants and getting your damn spots perfectly straight. What about the what about the safety factor? It is safer I, to pull out than it is to back out. I one hundred percent agree. It's always safer to pull out than to back out. <laughs> than to back out. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's still irritating. It's still it's just one of those things that irk me because it. I the first time I saw people do it, it was with like ricer vehicles. You know, they, they had a nice, fancy car, and for some reason they felt like they were a superior driver because they could back into all their spots. Well, they probably just wanted people to see the front. Yeah, and that's exactly why they're twats. <laughs> and then, the okay, here's just like the icing on the cake for me, and it's my last thing that I'm just going to little rant on here, is the people who drive the ricers, like I was talking about, usually golf drivers, uh, they open their door. I've never seen that, but I believe it. it. I mean, I saw it in college all the time. People would back up, they'd like throw open their door, and they look down at the lines to make sure that they're dead in them. It's just like, bro, you've got mirrors. You've got a mirror in the middle. Like You, can't, you should know the spacing of your vehicle. You shouldn't hit things. You should. You should be a better driver. You should. But some people just like to be perfect. So, coming from somebody who drives a nice car that is liable to get dinged up, I I always park on the ends. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. I back in mo- almost all the time because I have one time ran over a curb that was only like five inches high, but that's high enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't see, and you get a better sense when you have a, a rear view mirror or even camera. And also, the clearance on the back of a vehicle is typically higher than the front. Okay, just a little bit. There's, you make you make good points, and I I can concede to there's it's not a complete garbage move, total but, garbage. Uh, <laughs> but it's still pretty hot garbage. What I would me. really want to see though is somebody in like uh, a small car, let's say a, a Toyota eighty six. Yeah, is that, is that what they call it? Eighty six or the Subaru BRZ? Yeah, I would love to see somebody 
back into his spot, open their door, and double park it. <laughs> park perfectly in between two spaces. I feel like you would legitimately get out of the car and shut their door on them. Oh, yeah. I would kick the door shut. I wouldn't even just like be like, hey, here, let me help you. Apparently, you're handicapped. <laughs> what are you, blind? <laughs> that, and, okay. This once again, we're we're just going off the cuff here because it's much more enjoyable to do it this way. Double parking, nice vehicles. I mean, like actually nice vehicles, like a hundred thousand dollars and more. Is it a trash move to double park them? Yep. Oh, see, I think it's perfectly acceptable. Well, because there are other there are other ways to do it. What you got to do is you got to find a space on the corner. And this is what I do. And I don't drive a $100,000 vehicle. I find a space on the corner. I back in and I get very, very, very close to the curb. Yeah. So only one person can park next to me and there should be feet and feet of room. And if you combine that with parking really far away from where you're trying to go, like you go to Walmart and instead of parking close to the door, you park as far away as possible next to a corner. There's no reason that you need to double park. Fair enough. Even if, even if nobody's going to park there anyways... You just look like a tool if you're in two parking spaces. Yeah. So there, there's like, I can think of one example where it's always acceptable to double park, and that is a parking garage. Because there's no good places to park in a parking garage. The spaces are always tight. They, they so are. Even if you park all the way over on the end spot, someone just has to pull in a little bit tight next to that spot, and you're likely to get hit. So take, I mean, like those two little spots that usually sit near the elevator, they're not handicapped. I have no problem with like a Porsche, you know, someone who spent over a hundred thousand dollars on their vehicle parking double because I get wanting to keep your valuables pristine. I get it. I I'm still think it's a garbage move. I don't think it's garbage. I think you're a tool, but I don't think it's garbage. Okay. <laughs> it's not like there's no justification for it. Right. There's justification. It's just that I, most of the time they're, the cars are not that nice. Yeah. I mean, even I drive a vehicle that, it, you would be hard-pressed to ding my vehicle since I have running boards that usually Right, you'd sit. hit the running board there. Yeah, you couldn't hit the side of my car unless you hit it with a truck door. Right. Uh, I still park far away from everybody. I do, too. As well. I, I do, too, even even in the truck. Or I park next to somebody I know. Yep. Because if they ding my car, I will rip them out of their freaking skull. And when I park next to somebody I know, and we're like leaving at the same time, I'll park closer to them so there's more space on the other side of the car. Yeah. And here is life advice from us to not look like complete tools. Is that it? That is it. That's all I've got about driving and Lego, blind Legos. That was a tangent. Wow. Yeah. Speaking but of you, tangents. Well, you brought up Walmart, and that was one of my favorite stories I've read about oh, this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Walmart made a post about one of their employees of the week or month or whatever. Who cares? A stellar employee that they wanted to recognize. And so they posted her picture and they said she does, you know, she has speedy service and all the compliments that she's get. It's just amazing. So we're awarding her. We're giving this award and it's on Facebook and the comments on the Facebook are just like absolute. I wish I could be this funny in real life because it's so goddamn witty because it's just people just obviously I would say take the piss, but that's not the right. That's the right term. That's the British term. Yeah. Uh, messing around. Yeah, I guess well, for sorry, lack of a better word. Here. All right. So here are some of the comments. Uh, somebody was like, "Congrats, Sam! You deserve it. 
You always go above and beyond. I went to Walmart for a Craigslist deal, and the other guy wouldn't sell me his couch. Sam went to her house during lunch and bought her love seat, brought her love seat and rung up, rung it up at the ten items or less line. Thank you, Sam. You are the true MVP. <laughs> that was my favorite one <laughs> out of the ones that she read. That one was just so good. <laughs> Congrats, Sam. I was having problems finding the fruit and veggie aisle, and without hesitation, Sam grew a garden right then and there and harvested my fruits and veggies. I went in at 5.30 and was out by 4.30. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more in here that I uh, I really wanted to share. I, congrats, Sam. I needed to get to the other side of town. I was in Walmart trying to steal a bike, and she caught me at the door. She asked me why. I started crying, thinking I was going to jail. She wiped my tears away and said, it's okay, little buddy. I got you. She gave me the keys to her car and said, pick me up at 530. I still haven't returned the car, but she is awesome. I've had the car for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I hope I haven't seen any backlash about it, but I'm sure there is some somewhere. I don't understand why people would write that stuff, though. Obviously, take the piss. I guess. It just seems like you would have to put so much thought into that. Well, maybe for them, Brandon, they're just truly witty people. There are very few of those. You're damn right there are. <laughs> Actually, probably probably more than I think there are, but you know who's not witty? Who? The BBC. The, the BBC? <laughs> I mean, they tend to be pretty damn witty. Well, in Top Gear, yeah. Yeah. Or in the old Top Gear before they got rid of Jeremy Clarkson and <laughs> Richard Hammond and James May. Speaking of which... Grand Tour is coming back next couple months. I don't know when. I don't know if they've released it, but I just got to bring it up again. Uh, I'm going to guess November, and it's going to be all specials. Yes. It's it, not going to be any of the in-the-studio crap. It's going to be all specials. I I'm, I have mixed feelings about that. I really like some of the studio parts. I the Conversation Street. Yep, yeah, is, Conversation Street's good, but the specials are really the, the best thing. Yeah. The best thing. But we're not here to talk about Top oh, Gear. Right. Well, I was going with that. Uh, the BBC, <laughs> they're making a voice assistant because I guess everyone else is doing it. <laughs> Hop and, on the bandwagon. <laughs> and they're calling it The Beeb, which I just think is the stupidest name they could have come up. Do they Do they like Justin Bieber? <laughs> like They must. Did BBC just make a public stance on Justin Bieber with this? They like it. The Beeb. Oh, like Justin no. Bieber. Yeah, no, they're calling it, well, okay, maybe not the beep. They're calling it beep. Still, though, that's close enough. Yeah, I mean, when you hear the beep. In or, fact, way too close. I, I think it's, I mean, he's Canadian. Maybe they're paying homage to him. Homage, homage, homage. Homage. Whatever. Did you see that uh, recently Apple has gotten a lot of flack? I think it was Apple. Um, they had people, they had, you know, contractors, uh, review some of the footage from their apple home if it's not apple then i apologize but it's something like that so they they like review not the footage the the recordings to see if the device was doing what it was meant to do and they just heard all kinds of weird shit Jesus, like all kinds of weird stuff and they've canceled that program <laughs> they're no longer reviewing it with human engineers but it makes sense they probably still are, though. Oh, yeah. 100% <laughs> it's going. Whatever That thing is constantly on. Yeah. that's a, I, uh, I've, I've talked about it too much. So what exactly is the BBC's voice assistant offering us that Alexa or um, uh, uh, what's the other one, other popular one? It's Google, Google Home. 
Do you say Google for that one? I thought that was Alexa. No, yeah. No, you said for Alexa you say Alexa. For Google you say all right. I think you say okay Google. Okay. Hey, yeah, like my phone just was like, Hey, what's gotcha. up? Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. what is their voice assistant provide? Shut up. Shut up, Google. God, what is going on? <laughs> uh I don't know. They're just they're just doing stuff with it. it it's not gonna come with its own hardware. Uh, it's just gonna be an additional feature for the website and their app. And I it, it does it, it doesn't seem to have a role there, honestly. It just seems pointless. I just don't get what you could possibly get out of that. Oh no, you missed it, man. It's Did I? To, it's to help people with accents because the voice assistants <gasps> in, Is it really? in Britain don't pick Is up. Is it really? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. I like it now. <laughs> I like it now. Because we, we watched that funny video of um Scots in an elevator. Two guys two Scottish guys in an elevator trying to use the voice assistants yeah. trying to go to the eleventh floor. Yeah, they uh it's because the uh, Amazon Echo and the Google Home doesn't pick up on the local accents in Britain because they're so different. There's so many of them. Yeah, I I went to school with two Brits. Uh, one I could understand perfectly clear, and the other one, it took me about a year to understand what he was saying to me. Did he have a Cockney accent? He was from Leicester, Leicester, Not not he wasn't from Leicester. Leicester. He was from somewhere super north that had like a town of like twenty people. Oh, so he had like twenty a, people. That's like two families. So he had like this super hard northern British accent that was so like it was so hard to understand him at first. But once I spent a lot of time with him, it was really easy to pick up on. You know, we I don't think that the United States has accents that vary that much. Not, I mean the the deep South accents are that can be difficult. Are really hard. to Well, understand. especially around Louisiana. Yes, Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> like sometimes I hear them speaking, I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Because they speak like, well, they speak. I guess at what point does an accent become a dialect? You are asking the wrong person, sir. You've known me my entire. Why life. don't you what? know this? <laughs> I'm not an expert at dialects. <gasps> because in Louisiana and New Orleans, <laughs> where they apparently just butcher vowels, yeah. they speak like. Some some mix between English and Cajun, and oh, I yeah. don't know. It's just impossible to understand them. Yeah, no, I I mean we don't have the same very like Britain in in as in like the in the ratio of wow, what am I going with Britain in in comparison to us is tiny, teeny teeny tiny, and their accents vary so greatly in that tiny little space. You know the original British accent was an American accent? Did you know this? I did not. Oh, yeah. So uh, I want to say around the time of the Industrial Revolution, the British were um, the high class felt a little bit phased out, nobility, and they wanted to seem more noble. So they started talking real uppity, and it stuck. And because Shakespeare was before that time, they say you should do Shakespeare with an American accent because it's what was intended because they spoke like us That's... when Shakespeare was written. Does that not blow your mind that a bunch of people just <laughs> trying to sound all high class and uppity formulated the accent for <laughs> more than half the world? Because you go, you go almost anywhere in Europe and they speak English with a British accent. Even if it's not their first language, it's got a British accent. You go to India, <laughs> British accent. You're... 
That's nuts. I, once again, you've just astounded me with random no, facts, knowledge that I just don't understand where you get it from. I just pick up on things and can't put them down. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had this discussion down at the beach about the correct way to enunciate things. So I still stand with the general population should be right over the locals. I disagree. I know you disagree. I just want to put it out there to, you know, our listeners, like what do they think? Because we were we were sitting at dinner the other night and someone said, Oh, they're from Kerala. C O R O L L A. Yes. Just like the Toyota Corolla. Uh-huh. Uh, they say it, the locals of 500 people, I had to go look up how big this town was of 500, call it Kerala. Uh, and I think they're wrong. I don't care if they live there. (laughs) (laughs) Why? But they, the locals, they just call the ones who decided the name of the town. Yeah. Just because they started off pronouncing it wrong. Doesn't make it right. Well, there's a town in Kentucky Spelled the same way as Versailles, as in the Treaty of Versailles, and they pronounce it Versailles. Just because, once again, they're wrong. <laughs> if the majority of the earth calls it Versailles, the way and it's spelled like that, if the spelling hasn't changed, it's still pronounced Versailles. Okay, I guess I will change everything I know and tell everyone that I live in Maryland. Ooh, that's, it does. I'm okay with being wrong and saying Maryland, though. I'm okay with being wrong saying Calvert County instead of Culvert County. Do you say Culvert? I do not. Oh. But that's 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 actually how you pronounce it, I think. Well, no, that's how they like to say it. That, oh, yeah. Just because, like I said, just because the locals say it that way does not mean it's right. But they're the ones who decide. So if you, if you found a town or a state or a county and you decide to pronounce it one way, but... When you read it, you could kind of interpret it multiple ways and someone starts pronouncing it the other way. You're just going to be like, hey, you're, you know what? You're right. That's better. Yeah. Really? If they're like, that's not how that's pronounced in the English language. Is it fair to a town in North Carolina that the pronunciation of their town was decided by one Japanese guy? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we know. Yeah. I, I just, there's, and then, okay, how about this? So the people of Baltimore say it Balmer. That's just wrong. Is it though? Because the locals say Balmer. Yeah, that's just a butchering of how... It's still Baltimore. It's Lord Baltimore. They just got lazy. My point stands that the locals can be wrong. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. (laughs) They can be wrong, but they're not always wrong. Just because you think it's stupid doesn't make it wrong. In my world, it does. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we know. If you don't agree with Zach, you're just an idiot. Yeah. You might be right, but I still think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to wrap this one think, up, brother. Think, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. This, okay. This is a fun-ass episode to record. Thank you so much for listening and putting up with our nonsense. Uh, we will see you next week at the same time. <laughs> we can't wait to have a live studio audience. See you next week.